0: One, two,
1: three, ah! Oh! This is how we rank 'em. This is how we rank 'em.
2: <laughs> oh man. I remember how much you laughed the first time I did that. And did a crappy cover Beatles intro
1: cheese thing like that, and now here you are joining in. Look, I'm a sucker for you. We all know this. You are. It's adorable, it's, though. I mean, you're adorable. It's true. All right, that's enough schmaltz. If you
2: can't tell, you guys. What is this?
1: A Paul song? <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, hi everybody. This is Jonathan. And this is Julia.
2: Welcome to this week's uh, syrupy episode of ranking the Beatles. How are you all doing this week? Hopefully, you're all doing great. How are you this week, my dear? I'm fine. You good? Yeah, good. Just uh, another week in quarantine. I'm good too. I'm sweating because it's August in New Orleans. Ugh, hot August nights.
1: Hot. Like Neil Diamond. I am ready for fall. Of yeah. course, our fall doesn't arrive until like November. <laughs> That's true. If we get one, sometimes it just skips That's and it true. sort of drops ten degrees in like January. But you know what? At least
2: we have um, the Beatles to listen to and talk to.
1: We do. Well, no, we can't talk to them. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: To talk, <laughs> talk about, about. To talk yes, about. Yes. And to talk to other people about. Yes. Because today, my babies, bum, bum, ba, bum. we have a very special episode. It's our first ever crossover episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it needs like, I like sound that. effects. I like that.
2: Um, today, so a little backstory for you guys. When we first dropped ranking the Beatles we first unveiled our plan to the world of what we were gonna do like a week later got an email from a guy named Tommy going hey pal I too am ranking the Beatles with my two buddies they had just started a podcast like the same week or maybe like a day or two prior super close in the grand scheme of things doesn't quite matter but they have a podcast called blotto Beatles where it's three childhood friends who get together and have beverages with alcohol in them and then argue about Beatles songs. Every week they pick a new song to talk about and then they slot it into an ever-increasing ranking. They're ranking it in real time. It's bonkers. That is bonkers. I don't, I don't know, know how they, how do, how they do it. Yeah, I, My brain does not understand that kind of math. <laughs> but anyway, it was suggested that maybe we cross our streams together and join forces so today i'm proud and excited to unveil our discussion with tommy becker and scotty from the blotto Beatles podcast well guys welcome to the show um super excited to have y'all on here how's it going today very well
3: fantastic thank you for having us yes very
2: wonderful wonderful I, um, I have to say when y'all first reached out, like it was right after, I think I had started like maybe posting teasers or maybe like the first episode. And all of a sudden I get this email like, Hey, we're ranking the Beatles too, <laughs> but while we're drunk, I was like, damn it. They've done it better already. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, I like your model
3: way better because, um, you just gave your list. Like I still have to come to consensus with these jokes
2: you know and it's funny because when i listen to y'all's like the way you guys slot them in as you go like i don't know that i could live that life (laughs) like in like six months like how do you if you have to change something like how can can, are you are you able to change
4: oh the sheer number of text regrets that have gone back and forth between (laughs) us after an episode just for like where a song ranks or how we felt about paul mccartney on a certain night has been uh substantial to say the least
1: Do you guys have like a a daily McCartney check-in? Like today, I'm feeling sad about Paul. I'm like like a lovely Rita today.
4: (laughs) We do. We have emojis that relate to McCartney songs. I mean, it's a whole thing. Perfect. Like some days
2: when you just need like the warmth of like a nice tender McCartney, you reach for (laughs) reach for a Paul shawl. I just thought of
1: that. I like that. I'm, I like that. I'm going on Etsy as soon as we're done filming this and having yeah. that. commission. a Paul Shaw. A
2: Paul that. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's going to happen in my life. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, man.
1: It's when saying, you um, made your
3: list, have you moved anything around? Or have you been solidly stuck to your list since you, I've since you started?
2: I've been pretty solid. I think I've maybe moved two or three songs somewhere in the high 100s. I've done like just some light juggling. No like major reshuffles but a couple things where it's like, uh, I think I should maybe like switch these two. Yeah. Cause like I, you know, it's, it's the battle of like, I'm ranking it all based on like how much I particularly like the song. Not like it's a more, like it's a, it's more of a creatively valid song or it's a better song. It's more about like, what, how do I like it? Um, And obviously those perspectives change all the time. Um, So I'm trying to like, keep that in mind and not, change things but sometimes you know i'll sit there and be like you know maybe i really do like martha my dear a whole lot more than i realized like when i first made this list uh and maybe i should bump it up and get rid of run for your life or something like that i'm just pulling examples out of the sky but um sure yeah i'm trying to stick to it i've stuck to it pretty well though for the most part nice and uh
4: nobody's actually you haven't even looked at the whole list i really haven't yeah. No spoilers. I
1: like that. That's also, I just yeah. don't give a shit. <laughs> like, that makes I, you probably the best I'm the moderate here. Um, I just like I it would be one of those like it wouldn't register with me. Like I would read it and then it would go right out of my head and I'd be like, Yeah, I don't I don't know where that was. I don't care. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> i feel like also you shouldn't change it like i kind of think this should be just like a time capsule of quarantine
2: if you know how to lock a google doc i why? do <laughs> i do i'm gonna do it let's, let's lock it down lock it down <laughs> oh now. man wow, big so, move um, today you know one of the things i like to ask at the top you know and there's there's three of you guys so
4: you know just, you know so we'll, we'll be long
2: yep no i mean i don't want to i'm not rushing anybody we have nothing but time and the ability to edit um <laughs> so you know how did all you guys get into the beatles like i started out as uh, you know, i'm a musician so it came through family members and it's just kind of sunk its teeth into me over the years um how about you guys how did you guys come into the beatles
4: um so it, hey it's me tommy i'll start here <laughs> um So I remember uh, I went over this, I think, in our first episode or teaser, uh, but it it was second grade. I was out on the playground and I had a buddy come up to me and said, I just found the greatest band um, and we're going to start a band just like them. And it's going to be called The Beatles Beatles (laughs) 2. Yeah. (laughs) Which uh, was, you know, he's like, I I heard this song help and it's really great. And we're going to go start The Beatles 2, which never came to fruition, but got me listening to The Beatles. And I remember diving into those like uh blue and red cassettes a yep. lot with you know the early late period uh stuff and one of those things where you find things your parents have too my mom had the u.s rubber soul vinyl um i think i just had one tape from the blue tape so i think it ended it while my guitar gently weeps and you know at that <laughs> point without the internet you just get like this um sort of sparse like thing you're picking at you don't have the whole picture right, and right. it really took until I was in college and uh, irresponsibly spending my own money that I kind of went out and bought all the CDs and, and really dove more in. but they, they were always there you know and I would say it was a huge part of my friendship with these guys back from you know high school age playing in bands together mm-hmm. and at different shows and things like that and, and that Beatles thing uh, I think is kind of what solidified our friendship. How far back do y'all go? Years.
2: How long have y'all known each other?
4: since we were probably 16 years old nice and i mean we look good for 64 i think <laughs> man i'd have never put you guys a day past 55
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah i mean i think my my story is pretty similar too i had i liked, i had like that almost famous moment of like being down in the basement with my dad's records in like fifth or sixth grade and i pulled out the who's tommy and i pulled out Sgt. peppers just like On the cover alone and put that on On like a rainy day in the basement And it just blew my mind I'd never heard anything like that And I just I really started carrying the Beatles with me From there, you know And You got into high school And you got got into Super into punk rock And hardcore and stuff And I still always I still always loved the Beatles Like they were definitely with me But then I don't know, probably like in my early 20s I started finding more vibe your indie rock stuff that I'm probably still into these days and stuff like, um, Elliot Smith and neutral milk hotel. And then those guys were talking about the Beatles and that had kind of mm. blown my mind. Right. Cause you're into punk rock. No one's really talking about the Beatles, the damn do that kind of fun cover of help. And, and that's kind of it, you know? Right. Um, and then, yeah, I've just sort of dipped back into that many, many times since then you find, you go into the solo material for a while. Uh, I think when the remasters came out again, um, whatever year that was 2010 2011 that sort of made me reinvest time into it so it's basically been there since then
2: nice scotty how about you
5: very similar to uh, to all of us really you know being young teenage aspiring musicians and having heard the beatles pretty much your whole life on the radio um and seeing the impact it had on the people around you and then diving deeper as you got older and more mature and you got more into uh different aspects of music and different types of music and reach back to the older days and once i found the full catalog and put it all together it really it totally uh it, you know became everything you know i, I wanted to do everything the be i want to record like him i want to sound like him i want to in you know it's it's ne- it's, ne- it's never ending really yeah
2: no, that that that's completely accurate. That is... I mean, you know, even now, like every time I think I, I go to make a record, like I have this um this book recording the Beatles. It's like this thick ass coffee table book that's like pulled straight from like EMI studio logs. Like from the technical pr- perspective of like
5: yeah, I have it's it. like yeah.
2: it's like the gear bible, you know. And oh my god, I I'll bring it into a studio, and like. Just get the shittiest look from the engineer. <laughs> look, man, I'm not can we run the treble yeah. through five more pots like, to get this where we want it? Right? Like, can you make me sound like the Dalai Lama? They're like, well, you're not paying <laughs> enough. You to be on a mountain? <laughs> you're not paying enough for that, kid. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Part of our vocals. podcast
3: is that Scotty C records a track. And we sing it at, in karaoke style at the end of each episode. Yes. And he'll send it back to us and apologize. He's like, I know the harpsichord isn't exactly right or whatever. And it's like, dude, <laughs> yeah, you spent yeah. one week he playing re-records. every track on a Beatles song. You know, like, uh, we'll yeah. cut you some slack on your tone. <laughs>
4: How many? Yeah, Scott, and our, okay. Scott and our buddy RB take the entire, you know, we we do two weeks between episodes. And they take the two weeks breaking every recording down and recreating it from the ground up for what becomes thirty seconds of us drunkenly screaming karaoke at the end of an episode. <laughs> Ruining you it. know, like the painstaking hours yeah. these two put into this yep. and the like unbelievable majesty that people will never hear. Oh,
2: Our little, yeah. you know, thirty second intro theme song, I probably spent four hours working on like just the tone of the twelve string guitar <laughs> to get it as Rick and Bonker esque as possible. Right, um, yeah. And I was super proud of it, too.
5: <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. Thanks, man. You
1: guys can't see me, but we're on Zoom, and I'm just looking straight into the camera with my eyes wide. Like, I can't believe you fucking <laughs> yeah. spent all that time on that. I can attest to the great side
4: eye that Julia just gave us.
2: <laughs> it's a master.
3: It's quarantine time, that. though.
2: It's way different
1: than a regular master's? time. <laughs> <Master's>.
5: <laughs> it's not a Whoa. word.
2: It's not? I like I'm it. Make it should it be. be. I'll be Wouldn't? Up. I would, like, I would be a master of something. You would be a masteress.
1: Isn't that mistress? Is that the same thing? You I don't know, know, that's a good I sign. That know. just shows
4: you've never had a mistress. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. Master's
1: a word. I have to look it up now.
2: <laughs> we, 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 we'll, we'll fact check it at we'll
5: the end fact of the episode.
1: Check
5: it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, run it through the corrections love department. It.
1: Yeah. Um I have to say though I'm like super jealous of all you guys with really cool parents with cool record collections. Um I didn't have
4: all that. Right. I, I I should amend mine for a second then just so Yeah, you know.
5: my my mom only had one record. Yeah, my,
4: my mom's my mom's record had someone else's last name written on it which clearly means she just stole it. Yes. <laughs>
1: Your mother's a total kleptomaniac yeah. <laughs> No she's a total badass <laughs> She's like fuck you You don't deserve this it's mine now
4: Every time I see her behind the glass with the phone I'm like mom thanks for the one <laughs> Beatles record
2: She had that one record but she used that record To roll all of her joints on it <laughs> Cut up all of her drugs <laughs> You said it's you anxious. were a dark man I'm it's sorry gone down a dark path. <laughs> Got dark for a you guy sh- I met like 50 minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> Jules what did you get to grow up
3: with?
1: Um, honestly, like my parents were not super, like, they're not musicians. They're not really creative people. Um, so, I mean, there was like music, like when we were in the car. Um, the only music uh, I ever know that your mom liked
2: was Neil Diamond.
1: Oh yeah. She did like Neil Diamond. And my dad, um, my dad loves Boston. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like okay, Okay. cool. Um, and they did have some records, but we never had a record player. Like my dad just had some records from when he had a record player, but like by the time you know I was born, there was not a record player any longer. When we did get him one at one point, like I feel like Mm -hmm. when I was an adult, like when they sort of like came back, like those was like Crosley, Crosley. yeah, those like all in one things, um. We got him one of those, so he would, like, pull out some of his records. But, um yeah, like, not super big into music. I learned a lot from my big sister. Um, She's two years older than me, so, like, I remember, you know, the first time I heard, like, Led Zeppelin was from her. Like, there was, like, a lot of cool stuff that sort of, like, channeled through her to me. So that was nice. I had that influence, but... Not from parents. <laughs> I
2: mean, you were just kind of like a grunge baby after that. I
1: really was. I was like what? such a grunge baby.
3: If you guys were going to rank a grunge band, what would it be as a couple? Ooh.
2: That'd be tough, man. I, you know, I, I, I would not get into this because I would not consider myself an expert on... Everclear. on <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> ...on any particular grunge band. Um, and, you know, full disclosure, like when Nirvana hit... I was, so ne- Nevermind came out in 93, 92.
1: Oh gosh, I don't so know. So I was like, no years I was like 91.
2: 11 or 12, but I was in yeah. like the prime of my early, like all Beatles all the time. So, like by the time Kurt Cobain died, I wasn't even, like, I never had listened to Nirvana. Like, mm-hmm. everything about it seemed super dark and like unpleasant. And I had this little happy world of Beatles music that was real positive and uplifting. And that's what I really dug. So I didn't really listen to Nirvana, like, with any real intent until, like, my early 20s. When it was like, oh, right. I should finally sack up and get past just the singles. It was your late 20s. <laughs> it, <totally laughs> was. it was. It was mid-20s, yeah, because I was, I was touring all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's when I kind of was like, oh, well, shit, this is just, like, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, catchy stuff.
1: It's Beatles with distortion. Cool. Okay, I'm in. Like, And being, like, sure. the little grunge baby that I was was could not even fathom like someone my own age had like never listened to nirvana and i was just like but
2: i also at the same time like i like had some nine inch nails records and like some pearl jam like i just i don't know for some reason i just never dug into it yeah so i missed a lot of it were you
1: guys big into grunge
4: yeah i think i I think we are probably right around the same age guys i would imagine and um so all 64 and (laughs) um uh, it, it was just the perfect time to be like twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old, and ten comes out or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know it it, it. it was the thing that was our music, I think, at that time, and um, that's no bite on the Beatles. I still think they're probably <laughs> much better than Pearl Jam. I think but, we can talk grunge and the Beatles um, without anyone you know, feeling that was offended. Ju- just at the time, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I
2: backed my way into it because, like, I got into like the kind of mid late nineties post grunge pop rock stuff like because that was kind of the more natural extension for me like your Weezer um, yeah. marvelous three marvelous Three, better than Ezra that kind of stuff was like mm-hmm. catchy like three or four chord pop stuff like that was my jam for the longest time um, and then it wasn't until I was older and it was like I should probably dig into some of this Darker shit. When life
1: finally <clears throat> kicked you straight in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Your Beatles bubble was bad.
2: burst. We'll just, and, uh, you know. Sit in my car and cry listening to something in the way. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get it now, Kurt. Yeah, I wonder what my life
2: would be if I uh, could
3: have hung on to my Beatles bubble just a, a little bit longer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I catch a lot of flack because I, uh, I have stated to people in the past, I think the Foo Fighters are a better band than Nirvana.
3: Wow. I will. It's we a hot take. Another, I we should do another episode where we just talk about that.
1: I will stand that here <laughs> on this podcast. If we ever get divorced, that's going in my reasons. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, is it entire catalog? Like, you are, you're going to put uh, their entire catalog up against Nirvana's entire
2: catalog? No, I.
4: Well, I got to think about this. We're going to come back to yeah, this. Yeah, and that's fine. We can do another episode. We'll do <laughs> this a bonus. Another episode. <laughs> An yeah. extra Yeah.
2: Yeah. I got to come back on that. <laughs>
1: Okay, let's get to this next question. We have veered from the path very oh, far. Um, kind of what we do. <laughs> so uh, what brought on the inspiration for y'all's podcast? <laughs>
4: All right, I'm taking it. We're pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, So since we were uh, 21 years old, as we said earlier, uh, we've been hanging out since we were probably 15 or 16 in in different ways and we all ended up in a similar geographic area around Boston after high school and and hung out even more and then you start going out to bars a little bit and I would end up with these guys at bars and you'd have a few drinks and usually if it was you know a couple, Scott and Becker with me maybe one or two other people um some Beatles question would come up whether it was something on the jukebox or whatever and we'd have these long drawn out kind of argumentative conversations about like, no, Yoko didn't steal George's biscuit, and she was actually very important to the band for that reason, and, you know um, and, you know, that's gone on for 20 years, and mm-hmm. probably three or four years ago, I said, geez, we should do a pot- wouldn't it be funny to do a drunk Beatles podcast where we pick a song and, and talk about it the way we do at the bar, or at the Model Cafe or Charlie's Kitchen, free plug
5: um,
4: and It took until COVID, the one silver lining, I think, for the three of us of this dumb pandemic is the fact that... uh through it all every couple weeks and and originally it was every week um Mm -hmm. but at least every couple weeks we've been hopping on a zoom having a drink together and talking about the beatles which is something we have loved to do for 20 years and that's pretty awesome i've been able to do that with uh two of my best buds here for you know we're just finished recording our 10th episode i think which is wild nice so uh, yeah that's that's uh more commitment than i've had to anything but my wife and kids for a very long time (laughs) so that's that's pretty good that's yeah, great. it's felt super important to me during this time, and
3: and something I'm just excited to to carry through at this point. Like it feel, you know, it sounds like you're in the same boat, right? You made this list, and this list is 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 really daunting. But it's like I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna see this through. you oh, know? yeah. Or or my kids will take it over, and we'll we'll leave it to them. You know,
2: <laughs> bequeath it in your will to the, yeah. the responsibility. <laughs> Excellent. We've already
4: picked out Scott's son, Anthony, as the uh inheritor of the Blotto
2: Beatles. <laughs> he's podcast. the eldest son. He owns son. the
1: domain and all previous episodes. <laughs> is he super into the Beatles?
5: Oh, he really likes the Beatles uh very much actually. Um How old is he? He's only He's uh fourteen. He'll be fifteen in uh September, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um yeah, he's he's like the Beatles for, for for years now, and he actually has a Beatles t shirt. Which he rocks constantly. And uh, he likes a lot of cool music. And it's, it's always fun when, when that coincides with what you like. It doesn't have to, mm-hmm. but it's always cool when it does, you know?
2: Nice. Our, uh, our first guest was um, a good friend of mine who's uh, the drummer in my band as well. And he's got a son who's 15, I think, or 16. And um, he sent me a text. He's like, dude, I just got a notification from Amazon about a, something my son ordered. And I, I looked at the order you ordered a magical mystery t-shirt magical mystery tour t-shirt i just feel so fucking proud man <laughs> like
4: unprompted he just yeah, yeah, yeah. snuck yeah. it in on his own yeah. i was like
2: oh, nicely, yeah, yeah. nicely See, done. I'm, the,
4: I'm the kind of jerk that would be like oh the magical mystery tour oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why didn't you get a revolver shirt yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah. kids it. at school cooler. are gonna think you're
2: so lame <laughs>
1: it's yeah. all right we all, we all have our own path this is true. We all have our own that, no, Some people will laugh amazing. at
2: your wings T-shirt, and you will punch them. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if you were not doing a, a Beatles podcast, is there another band you would do a podcast for? Oh
4: man, we tried.
3: I wonder if to we, talk we could agree. This, but, yeah. I don't know. I would do. I would probably do a Dylan podcast, but I don't Oof. think these guys would come along because. You're just kind of like talking about l- lyrics a ton, right? Yeah. Like you're not gonna we really might just sort of
4: about desire, but other than that, it'd be fun. You don't him.
3: like desire? I like desire. It's one of my really? favorite, Dylan. No, oh, I, I didn't. I don't think I knew that.
4: Well, secrets <laughs> revealed here on ranking the Beatles.
1: We got the exclusive yeah. friends. You're witnessing the end of the Blotto <laughs> Beatles podcast.
0: <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs>
4: The
2: wedge, the wedge has been driven. We successfully
4: have cornered the market of needle-ranking podcasts. Yes! Oh, just driving the pick right in. TV is not even a
2: half hour. They're done.
4: They're um, done. I, I would probably suggest a Fugazi podcast. I don't know if you guys okay. know Fugazi yeah. much. yeah. Uh, but it's probably weird to do a drunk Fugazi podcast. <laughs> so... I, like, I don't know. I don't know what to do there, but I thought uh, the
5: same thing. I get into that. Uh, it's tough. There's no other band that really has the career and the mystique and all the stuff that happened, yeah, yeah. and the great music as the Beatles to 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 really uh, do honor to this platform.
2: Sure, I think the only other band that I could even consider having somewhat of the a ballpark of the knowledge to do would probably be Oasis, mm-hmm. but there's already several very good Oasis podcasts that are way more uh, in depth than i could ever go it's cool
3: that you would really spread out from the beatles to <laughs> oasis
1: i like to show it shows the, the diversity of in my, your
2: interests of my, my listening
1: <laughs> that was savage <laughs> that was dude <a> <laughs> <laughs> holy
0: shit
1: we had um, we had another another friend. Now I know on. who to call when I need to like take right? you down a peg. I'm like, bloop, bloop, bloop. hey Becker.
2: We had, a, we had another friend on um, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I asked him, you know, what are your, your favorite Beatles songs? And afterwards, he he texts, he's like, man, I gave the wrong answer. I should have said, don't look back in anger. I was like,
3: yes, <laughs> end of part one. Intermission.
2: End of intermission.
4: Part two. I love
2: it. Well, guys, do y'all want to get down to some brass tacks here? Yeah, I Woo! love if it. If you man. like chewing on some, some ranking fat. That's not a like Let's that. Let's do it. That's though. disgusting. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, one of you three. Uh, so when you guys were playing music together, were any of you a drummer?
4: Yes. Or any of you a still a drummer? Yeah, me- mediocre best, but I'm there. Perfect. If you mediocre like time and, uh, signatures best. that uh, don't stay steady, I'm here. <laughs> that's guy. my favorite. Um, <laughs> Tommy, give me a drum roll, please. Oh, that's my hardest thing.
2: <laughs> Coming in today at number 210 is I'll Get You. Oh,
4: yeah. Oh,
5: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause I know I've imagined I'm in love with you many, many, okay.
2: There's no good way to announce that song. No, it's fine. I'll get
5: it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, all right. A brief rundown on I'll Get You for our listeners who may not know this particular song. Uh, this song started out as uh, a song titled Get You in the End. It was originally written by John and Paul at John and John's Aunt Mimi's house in 1963, as they were working on a follow-up single for "From Me to You." Plans changed for this because the next song they wrote was "She Loves You," which obviously was infinitely a better song. Um, so, "I'll Get You" became uh, became the B-side. Now, unfortunately, this is one of those rare songs where there's not a ton of history out there about the writing of it, or even really the recording of it. This is back in that kind of early period of EMI Beatles relationship where the whole like don't throw away anything Beatle related was not a rule yet. So unfortunately, master tapes were wiped. Session notes are gone. There's not a ton out there. Um, What we do know, it was recorded the same day as She Loves You. She Loves You was the afternoon session. And then I'll Get You was the evening session. Um, So it's kind of good that I guess they're kind of handling a bit more of a mid-tempo track after that because... There's not too many songs that have more exhilaration than "She Loves You." And I don't know how you could equal or better something on that same session. Um, the exact number of takes, uh, like I said, is unsure. Jeff Emmerich remembers it being a pretty fair number of takes, and uh, John has a couple of vocal flubs in the bridge, which kind of makes it seem like maybe it was kind of a rush job. But they just kind of figured, ah, no one will hear it; it's fine. Um, so, as I mentioned, um, you know, I guess why I have it here at number two ten. Uh, as I mentioned in a previous episode, I think when John and Paul do unison vocals, um, it's it, it doesn't so much sound as just like, it's, it's not the sound of a double track. I think there's something cool when they do a unison vocal where it almost becomes a third voice. Um, that's like a specific sound of just their yeah. two voices together. Um, and it's something that, you know, it doesn't, like when, when Paul and George sing together, like it sounds like two separate singers singing together. When John and Paul do it, it sounds like a whole different being, which I think is a really cool thing. And that's very much on display on this track. Um, I love the way that the vocal comes in and they both carry unison on the first line. Then it splits to the harmony. I think it's beautiful. Uh, The harmonies are just killer on it. I love that they're kind of doubling down on the oh yeah thing at this point. Um, Obviously it's working for both this song and She Loves You, um, which I'm sure at the time is kind of, you know, the old people of the time are railing against the youths and their long hair and their yeah, yeah, yeahs. And they're just like, well, we're (laughs) going to give you the A side and the B side of yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, a couple other things I thought were cool about it. Um, There's a really cool dynamic thing that they do on the chorus that I didn't really appreciate until recently. Um, During the line, it's not like me to pretend. John's rhythm changes to like a staccato eighth note and just kind of goes into like a dun, 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 dun. Uh, and it builds up right until it gets to the, cause I'll get you, I'll get you in the end. And as that comes back down, he goes back to his normal strumming pattern. So it really gives an adrenaline rush towards the top of that vocal melody and then pulls it back. And it's kind of like a really ultimate tease. Cause all of a sudden you're like, man, I want to get back to that, like high energy part again. I think that's a really cool kind of smart move that they're doing for maybe the first time there. And they go and they do it again later in um, things we said today. When it gets to that bridge section and they kick it up real hard, especially live, and then they suck it back down, uh, that's a really smart way. And also, when you hear like live versions of "Of I'll Get You" and things, things we said today, like you can hear the screams of the girls rise during those sections. Like they they're working the crowd from the record, which I think is genius. Um. John's harmonica is all the way through the song, which at this point, you know, they're saying is already it's it's kind of a gimmick here, um, and it's cool. Like it's nice they're thinking of like parts that they can do on record and not necessarily worry about duplicating live already. Um, shows they're kind of thinking out the box already, which is cool. Um, Paul's got a really nice bass line that's actually a little more sophisticated, I think, than the song kind of lends itself to. Um, yeah, but I think you know maybe the only strike against it is that it's it's not she loves you um yeah i think it's it's a really sure. good song I, I like it's it's kind of the perfect like peak collarless suit early innocent Beatles like two minutes perfect merseyside pop tune in and out um you know i i have no complaints about it i think it's a really great b-side is what i think it is yeah it's you a- know
5: Ranked mm-hmm. ranked rank at two hundred and ten. Yeah, <laughs> I think there are
2: way better B sides now. I mean, that's like, a- love
5: you too, right? <laughs> love you 2 is a better B
4: side.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's the thing is, like, when your when your cast offs are this good, and you have to right find a place for a cast off B side,
5: like totally. No, no I love somewhere. the points you. I love the points you made on that song and I have a lot of that stuff written down here and I'm sure Yeah, we'll I made some a ton of, of
4: notes and that was uh but that was what you said was many of them.
5: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, tell me the ones that I didn't say, please. What do you all think? Well, no, think? I think it's I, interesting I in that
5: ahead Sorry, Scotty. C. Go, ahead, sir. go ahead, dude. Me? Ah, At One yes. point. That was one of my biggest uh my top of the list thing was that part you know i you know maybe i didn't listen closely enough to hear that uh, eighth note thing that john changes on his guitar but i definitely felt it and then when he does that second i'll get you in the end when they do that and the harmony happens and ringo opens up his hi-hat or starts going to the cymbal just for like 2 seconds mm-hmm. it is like pure gold yep. yeah he's jamming yeah and he's ringo that.
4: other than that is just laying the backbeat down yeah. like it's almost non-existent. You could plug in a metronome there and you wouldn't notice a difference.
2: But you know, and at the same time, that is like, that's the magic and the gold of Ringo. Like,
4: it doesn't need to be any fancier than it is. It's and, one of the things that I think we've really discovered as a uh, tipsy trio here uh, <laughs> is we, we're decidedly pro-Ringo. Like, oh, yeah. what he brings to tunes... And the, the flack he gets out there is so undeserved because it takes a lot to lay back and do nothing to let a, sh- a song shine. You know, like yeah. it, it, ladies it and gentlemen, this is like a that drummer that, speaking.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, um, What's that, Becker? I said, ladies and gentlemen, this is a drummer speaking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Valid. I think uh, yeah. what I think is always interesting about all these tracks and you sort of, you know, you do your research ahead of these episodes is that John shits on basically every Beatles track. Oh, that, here, yeah. But his, uh, Eventually he's his gonna quote later on bridge. in life about this is that uh, that was Paul and me trying to write a song and it didn't work out, <laughs> which I think is uh, almost shitty because Paul, I think, really likes this tune. Like Paul is playing this song um, to this day, I think Paul is playing this mm-hmm. song in his sets in the mid 2010s uh, last I saw yeah. it. So I think that's. That's some credits of this tune. That that he um... plays
4: it during the Let It Be sections, and I actually I found a YouTube video that's like a long extended Let It Be recording. It's like a twenty twenty five minute thing, and they're playing Get Back, and they end Get Back, and Paul tries to start this tune. He plays like one. Line, he's like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, and then no one picks up on it, and they move right into I've got a feeling. Oh poor Paul, <laughs> he's trying so hard. I know. So just hard. wants to keep the band together.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I I felt a funny reaction to the beginning of the song. I didn't listen to this tune all that much. I had Past Masters as a, a CD, and I, I've never had the She Loves You um, vinyl at all. But I almost think the start of the song just sounds kind of like, kind of lazy or something. I, I I don't know. Like it just it never grabs me from from the get go. I think it gets there, but mm-hmm. the beginning sounds like it's a night session after they. Heard that other yeah yeahs during she loves right. you yeah ex-
4: except yeah yeah except uh i think scotty c pointed this out to us when we were initially talking about coming on the show and doing this tune did the ramones not listen to this song <laughs> even the yeah, enunciation yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a really uh, point. scotty pointed that out and i was like how did i never hear that before <laughs> thanks scott
5: what I'm here for. You
2: know, you're, you're talking about how, you know, Paul still plays it live. And it's interesting because he doesn't play very many, like, real early songs live. Like, I think he started doing Love Me Do again recently. Um, I mean, he's always kind of done it off and on. Uh, but I think this might be one of the only ones that's, like, from this era. especially and certainly not any other B-sides that I can think of off the top of my head. So he definitely, he must have some kind of affinity for it. And clearly these
3: fans going to see Paul McCartney are are super fans, but this is still relatively, you know, an underrated, uh, you can't say any Beatles thing is obscure at this point, but this is, this is not for the, this is not a popular Beatles.
2: Right. Yeah. And also I think, you know, because it's something that, you know, is only available on like a past masters, like that's not ever going to be like one of the first CDs somebody gets. Yeah. Um, Sure. Like I still, you know, when when I first got those compilations, it was so weird because it was like I'd read about the B sides but had never heard them because they're not on like the can- canonical albums, you know. Um So to hear them, it's like, wow, well, there's all these other great songs that they're really just as good. Holy crap! How cool is this? Yeah, you know? and
4: it's it's one of those things that going as deep as the the five of us have gone into this catalog over the years, you know, but. It takes a lot probably to start a podcast on a band ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, for me, the joy these days comes in like mining that thing that I haven't mined yet the, completely and all the way. And, and like, so when you reached out and were like, oh, let's do I'll Get You, I was like, shit, what what song is that? <laughs> like, I, wanna, I can't pick it up off the top of my head right now. And I listened to it and I was like, oh, yeah, I know this one. But listening to it over the week, I'm like, all right, what can I uncover? It, it, clearly, I haven't listened to this one as much. Mm-hmm. What can I uncover here that I haven't picked up on before? Yeah, and
2: I, I think that there's... be. I think they ha- it has the advantage of being a song that you haven't heard so many times. So, like, yeah. you can kind of still uncover freshness. Like, you know, I've I've known this... I, I guess I got past Masters at probably, like, 12 or 13. So I've heard it, countless number of times but only this week am I like oh shit I see what they're doing in the chorus this is brilliant like I finally grasped this thing that's like a key element to what makes that song work like it took me 15 years to get it you know well more than that Sure. am and I find this funny because
1: I actually knew this song like when he told me I'm always like what song are we doing this week (laughs) and he's like I'll get you and I was like which one is it and I was like oh it's oh I get and like I sang it I was like oh I know that like Mm -hmm. because most of these songs at the bottom of the list like i haven't heard most of them and i'm like oh right. wait i know this one so i think it's really funny that you guys don't have like a very strong relationship with it and it's actually like one that i know uh, besides that's not like one of the big you know the big hits Look at the cool kid sure. here. yeah uh, i mean how cool can, can you be, can yeah. you pinpoint
3: uh can you pinpoint I'm... where that came from for you i'm sorry can you pinpoint where that came from for, for you?
1: I have no idea. Like, where have it I heard that? To...
2: I'd have to assume you probably heard it on Sirius XM on the beach. channel. Probably.
1: Yeah, or, maybe you or, had the or an Arby's
3: commercial. I think this was a famous Arby's commercial
0: like in
3: the
1: '90s. We don't have Arby's. Imagine that we got the
4: meats. it's easy. Oh, oh. Yeah. Do we think that's... this is a precursor to Imagine? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the tune. No, I'm serious. Like, I I, I that, actually like read.
2: A... I was reading an article about this that was talking about how you know Paul compared it to John. He and John had a real affinity for Lewis Carroll and the idea of building a lyric upon an imaginary situation. So you get imagine I'm in love with you, picture yourself in a boat on a river, things like that. Um, and then, then it brought in into the same, you know, the same real train of thought, you know, imagine there's no heaven. It's kind of the same concept of like establishing an imaginary um, world within the song to draw that listener in. So the concept of imagined blah, 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 something, you know, I think maybe it's just a tried and true method for him that paid off on Imagine.
4: Well, it's crazy, like, when you look at the idea that it's really only eight years later he writes the song Imagine, Mm I would argue, and I don't know if the podcast will stand by this, (laughs) the song Imagine is better than the song. I will give Uh, you that. (laughs) Okay, thank you. And so, you know, I I think it's amazing to see how he grew as a songwriter in just eight years, but kind of treading those same tropes, like Mm -hmm. going down those same paths of whether it's Lewis Carroll or not. I don't know. but Well, even I mean, um, even, you know, look, you know, four years
2: later at Strawberry Fields. Or Lucy and the guy with Diamond. That's the same yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, exactly. You know, writing these imaginary things. Only he's seen every possible corner of the world and ingested every known narcotic in the
4: market. I know. So which ones do I have to ingest to become <laughs> that much better of a songwriter in that short of time? What do
2: I have to take? Or at to least make, make your that podcasting be my better. Song? I, know. <laughs> I think I would sacrifice at least several toes. to toss that aside as a b-side
1: yeah you could survive it's also you'd be fine
2: yeah Yeah.
1: you have good (laughs) shoes fair
2: enough thank you (laughs) (laughs) so 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 210 what do you guys think if you were ranking the beatles where would you put this in your own topsy-turvy list if you were you fucking are. <laughs> yeah. Where do you envision this song landing? I,
3: I, I am so intrigued how our lists ultimately end up because I, I think that I think the top fifty is going to look very similar. I would have to think so. And then I think I think near the end here things get a little little shift. I'm going to say
4: these point. here. Here's what I'll say: the big difference is, and it's not a knock. I think it's just a difference. Is and it's maybe a knock on us is we. I think. The three of us are maybe more drawn to John than Paul, um, for some sort of mystery or some sort of like artistic thing that he has. And I feel like you guys are more drawn to Paul for being like, I just want to write a great song, and John wants to go off and do his fancy artistic stuff or whatever. And where I might feel Paul gets a little schmaltzy sometimes, like that—that that might be the the difference between the cast. I don't think Is you're too deep a thesis, right
2: or wrong. Necessary. I think it's two different (laughs) two different things because knowing the knowing the list, I know it gets pretty John heavy at the end. I know my preference is John heavy in terms of like the songs that I love the most. But what I've realized in the last maybe five ten years as a musician, if I'm looking at something compositionally or in terms of like if I want to cover a song, like so I've got a Beatles cover band that I play with. Um, so whether it's with them or with like my original band, if I want to cover a Beatles song, I almost always want to play a Paul song. Yeah. They're more fun. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And like what, whenever I try to do a John song, I never feel like I can do it. Like there's something about well, so
4: it. So uniquely John, yeah, right. Yeah, like there's that's something the that's thing.
2: so uniquely John about it. And not that I, and uh, yes, Paul does play like the Everyman card a lot, but like he's obviously like super genius level composer. Um, But I feel like I can play that and play it well. Um, I think John's thing is there's more instinctual nuances in the way he plays and sings and writes that are hard for other people to do well. Like, I feel like most covers of John's songs are not done super well, but people can cover a Paul song really well, if that makes sense.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Very well said. Um, uh, I so think,
0: think
2: if, a, if a, we put it in our a Paul girl? in our world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah, girl.
1: <laughs> I'm a Paul girl through and through, y'all.
2: <laughs> you gotta get you a Paul shawl. A Paul <laughs> shawl. Yes. I'm
1: gonna it's make Paul it. Paul. If you don't copy,
3: if you don't copyright that after this episode, we're going to. This so you should take. It. <laughs> um, I think that if we divided it like, so this is in the bottom 25. percent If I divided things sort of in 25 percent in my list of where I had put things, you know. Mm-hmm. If I had to shift it around of looking where you're at now, like I think the only grenade you've thrown so far in your list is uh Love You too. Yeah. I think putting putting any George Tune in like your bottom ten is is uh is is controversial. <laughs> don't know? bother me. Uh is that also in your bottom ten? No. <laughs> oh don't uh, <laughs> like, bother me? That's kind of a club too.
1: That's the one that I hated. Yeah. Um oh you hated <laughs> and uh you like me too much you like me too much yeah you like me too much should mm-hmm. completely be like not in the top 10 i mean not in the bottom 10 only because it should be in the trash like it should not exist as all.
2: <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like you like rock my world on that like looking at that and going holy shit this is like some soci- sociopathic gaslighting wow this is i'm uncomfortable <laughs> Holy yeah shit.
4: That was there's some uh, there's some uh, straight misogyny in the Beatles at times yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that is not cool. You know? Yeah. Um,
3: well, it, there's it, an I think there's an interesting angle to this song where I'll get you is almost a threat in a way. Like, right. Yeah. Like uh, you would never sort of sort of in, in sweet talk conversation with with someone you care about. You wouldn't be like, I'll get you. Run in for your end, life you might know? be a
2: safer title says that to Lorraine and Back to the Future. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll get you,
4: Lorraine. You'll be my girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've also I also read the that it.
2: the the subconscious joke about it is they're also talking about butts. I'll get you in the end. Uh, they're talking about butts. Oh, oh, all right. I've read that in a few oh, places. Really? It's saucy. It's a just a little <laughs> in joke. But only person that can answer that now is is Paul, and he's probably going to keep mum about it. Although he <laughs> is getting kind of loose lipped as he loose, has yeah. less and less bucks to give. Well, guys, I think we... if
3: you could get Howard Stern to ask him about the bus, <laughs> yes, he would yeah. he would answer it on Howard Stern.
2: Mm. This song maybe early Howard enough. Just about anything. This is yeah. True. He's dropped some. This song saucy, may be early enough details on Howard Stern. But... <laughs> well,
4: we have a it, it maybe early enough in the catalog that we could actually ask Pete Best, Ooh. which really comes back to our, our push to get Pete Best a verified check mark on Twitter. We're we're pushing yes. hard for this. He doesn't have it yet. <laughs> Hashtag. Pete, best get that check, everyone. Like, <laughs> let's get him that check mark, and then Sign he'll probably tell us. I had no about, idea. I'm into that. Yeah, this. he doesn't have it. He's not a verified Twitter user right now, and I. It's a travesty. It, it's really sad. Do, is, do you
2: think he actually is doing his posting?
4: I think they so. Seem... I'm seeing a lot of posts about Liverpool coffeehouses. Yeah, so <laughs> so. well, like his family. I
2: mean, obviously, his mother opened the Casbah. His family still owns it. Um, mm-hmm. his half brother like does the tours, um, and I think they're making it into a, a bed and breakfast now. Is like the get, next get one this forward.
4: guy a check mark.
2: Yeah. Right? Also, it's and then we Pete can and... ask
4: him about. I'll get you. I'm sure he was around when they were playing this originally. <laughs> like, come
2: on, Pete. Is that about butts? <laughs> I feel
4: like that
1: should be the trade. Just be like, Pete, we'll get you a yeah, check mark. will get you that check mark. Yeah, but you tell us. Yeah, you got to. So about here's
4: about my, here's my question about ranking the songs. Are, are you guys including? The Beatles playing covers in the ranking.
2: If it's on an album,
4: yes. If it's on an album, so okay,
2: yeah. All your covers from "Please Please Me" with the Beatles, "Beale for Sale" and "Help."
4: Help. Oh, yeah. So then, this uh, song then, uh, and is and better.
2: Also, um, "Leave My Kitten Alone" is on there as well.
4: So this one's better than "Act Naturally." I'm just gonna start there as a question. <laughs> have I really? Have we
2: really? Have we dropped "Act Na- Act Naturally"?
4: Yeah. Not in the what? Not. A- Have we? No, I'm sorry. What what I meant to say, I'll retake. Sorry. (laughs) Act naturally is better than this song. Is what you're saying.
2: I it must be enjoy act naturally. I don't more so. uh, I don't don't not enjoy. I would say this is maybe a better song in terms of like quality of song. I would give the advantage to I'll get you. I enjoy the track act naturally a lot more.
4: That's fair. I think that's a fair defense. I think of, Ringo turns and, in a and you really said good f- vocal on that. You said that from the start, and I think that that's even where, like, in our conversations about ranking a tune, every episode have ended up. It's always that question of what I love in the moment versus what might be the better song. Right. You know, yeah. and, and that, that that's always been, there's been a little play there about that and what that really means, especially after a... Uh, four or five years and <laughs> when you're just
2: like all i want to do is listen to what's the new mary jane for the next two yeah. years
1: <laughs> also you kind of just gotta like throw a ringo a bone sometimes
2: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know i was thinking about this i feel like i'm gonna catch some flack at some point because i've got boys really high up in the list but tell me that song doesn't smoke like the band is on fire <laughs> he's killing the vocal on it like, I think that song rocks. It's like, it's like, it's a garage band rock tune and they kill it. Like, I love that Scotty song. C, I'm, Scotty C., Scotty C., do you want to? do more interested
4: wanna... in where there's a place comes up in comparison to this song, I think. To... Because, you know, I, I think th- in my mind, I feel like this song is better than that or even ask me why. Like, but that's a personal thing, right? That's why you're doing it. I think I will
2: tell you those two songs are a long ways away on this. Okay. List.
3: All right. Scotty C. Will you tell us what you think about boys?
0: Ooh.
5: Uh, the song? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Hopefully. No wrong I answer. To, no. Uh, <laughs>
5: can you a <hum-a-ba? laughs> I can't remember which. How does it go? a Boys? I'm serious. So
2: I've been told when a boy kisses a girl. Take a trip around the world, hey hey, and then
5: yeah, that was well done. Thank you.
3: It's a little, please please me. Uh, yeah,
5: right. no, I'm I know the one you're talking about now. Um, why are we talking about boys? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was
2: saying that uh, I I think it is a lot better uh, than I think it doesn't get enough credit for as good oh. a performance as it is. <clears throat>
5: I'd have to listen to it more in depth uh, to to really comment.
3: Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I thought you'd want to chime in on Ringo.
5: I like Ringo very much, and I I, I uh, stand by that now and forever.
2: <laughs> a valid, a valid but, argument. How do you feel about but Act exclusively Naturally?
1: Exclusively
3: as a solo musician is what you're saying. I
5: do like Act Naturally. I, I tend to agree with Jonathan on this. I mean, it's a fun song to listen to. It brings you to like a... You know, it's like It's a little different, you know Scene, you know, if you're listening Through through an album of the Beatles and Something like that comes on and you're snapping your fingers And you're like, hey, what's Ringo got to say? (laughs) I know he didn't write it, but I think that
2: most days, I'm like What's Ringo got? Into? What's Ringo got? To say? Peace and love. Peace and it's and generally peace and love. peace and love. But I'll tell you what he's not After doing. After October, 4th. no more autographs. I won't do it. I just wanted to be like,
5: "Fuck Who you, would, and would your Ringo autograph say? request."
2: I'm throwing yeah. it in the trash, and I'm taking a piss on
5: it. I love it. Well, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen any of the Beatles live?
2: McCartney, uh, three hmm. times. But cool. I wanted to see Ringo, but the last few times he's been in the uh, lower half of the country, I've been unable to make it to a show.
5: Yeah, I saw McCartney once. It was awesome. It was excellent. Yeah,
2: it, it's still, you know, every time I've seen him, I don't think the novelty has worn off of like, I'm watching Paul McCartney. You know, like yeah. that moment of like
5: right on. Yeah.
2: It's so funny because the, the first two times I saw him, you know, like there was kind of like an intro or like a big like backlit reveal type thing. When we saw him on this tour last year, like the house lights are up. Dude just saunters out on stage in a jean jacket. And he's like, oh, hey, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Thought I'd play some hey, my tunes. my favorite,
4: McCartney. <laughs>
2: like, he's just, it was like so cool and casual and just came out yeah. was like. Uh, let me play you guys a hard day's night because I have nothing better <laughs> to do on a Tuesday and did three hours and it was amazing like I don't I I hope that that thrill never leaves you know like I could see him as many more times as he would come and hopefully that thrill will not go away I don't know that it will
1: have you guys all seen McCartney
2: I have never seen uh, I haven't any beetle
1: what?
3: Oh, I
5: haven't seen a beetle. guys I saw McCartney once with my mom yeah
1: like I, I've seen him twice. Nineteenth. I've seen you. Yeah, you've been three times. I've been twice. Yeah. Um, and like honestly, seeing him perform "Band on the Run" live, like it'll never get old. <laughs> like he could just do like a whole concert of "Band on the Run," and I'd be like, "How much?"
4: That's a tune.
1: That is a tune. I'm, a tune. I'm, I'm giving credit tune. to that song
2: tune. It's a tune.
4: It's a tune. 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 This is fucking
2: <laughs> biblical tune. <laughs> i uh you know what i would love to see paul do at this point in his career i'd love to see him go out and do like a deep cuts wings theater yes, tour yes
0: yeah
2: like you don't want to get denny lane don't get denny lane i don't care like just <laughs> like go out and do venus and mars or like band yes, on the run or something yes. like that i would i would pay stupid yeah. good money to go see him in like a big theater play. Yeah. I'd a sell a kidney. Popular. <laughs> I'd, I'd sell you. <laughs> I, yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> when you I think,
0: think
3: about Mars? the... Um, yep. How much? <laughs> what was that, Becker? When I think about the Springsteen on Broadway mm-hmm. show, I think that who else would I'd like to see really do something like that? And I would love to see McCartney do that vibe where it's 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 scripted and it's performed, but it's super fucking authentic. Yeah. And I would love to see McCartney sort of pick his tunes and, and talk a bit about his life and, and do it in that vibe. Uh, I would pay all the money. Yeah.
2: That'd be great. And what's the, the bummer is like, and he just did this really in depth um, interview in uh, British GQ. And he gets asked about that in Vegas. And he's like, well, Bruce just did that. So like, I can't do that. Cause so he like, do he doesn't like to follow necessarily like what people do, but I could see him finding like an alternative route for that. Like some kind of similar thing, in just a bit different presentation, what that is, I like. No if idea. he just went
3: to Branson, Missouri, and just played Egypt <laughs> Station,
2: <laughs> I w- he's like, "I'm doing summers uh, in the Catskills." McCartney <laughs> <laughs> uh, does like Summerstock Theater. Yeah, exactly. uh, this is like uh, give oh, my regards abroad. paul and guys, branson so. I could, uh, i'd go to that <laughs> i'd go to that
3: we'd all go yeah, yeah let's not be too proud that's where we're all yeah. going to
2: meet up guys is branson, missouri. <laughs>
4: yeah. on our way we'll up beatles con there yes we got to stop on our way up in
2: um sykeston missouri at lambert's cafe home of the throat roll if you've never been there, there no... it is a uh yeah. <laughs> Why I know this, I don't
1: know. I don't know um, either.
2: It's a dining establishment that is uh, family-style dining, and they come out with plates of hot rolls, and you just raise your hand, and from across the restaurant, they throw you the roll. They don't bring <laughs> you the roll. They throw that shit at you.
4: Yeah, catch that it. That sounds incredible. I'm, in, I'm in. great. America, y'all. America. Yes.
3: I've listened to a few episodes of your podcast, and I haven't listened to all of them, so I want to be totally transparent on sure, that. Sure, sure. But- this is the first time I've heard you say that you are in a Beatles cover. Band.
2: Oh, okay. Um, so, have next,
3: you spoken about it before on the podcast? Uh,
2: we haven't, haven't. Well, I talked about it on the "PS I Love You" episode because uh, the bass player is on that episode, um, and we only talked about it briefly because I'm trying not to be like a total self serving man whore. Uh, but um, we have a Beatles chitty like band. Like you're
1: already a big enough
2: nerd about the Beatles, <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> so we've got this Beatles tribute band called the Walrus. um, And it's myself and three other guys who were already playing together um, off and on. It's all, it's always been really casual because everybody's in different groups anyway. Um, And then a few years ago when Paul got sick and canceled a bunch of American dates, um, he was supposed to come to new Orleans and canceled like a week out. So all these musicians in new Orleans had the night off because everyone had tickets so, like, no one had a gig. And so somebody was like, let's do a McCartney tribute. So the word kind of went around. Um, I got wrangled into being a guitarist in the in it. And um, so when I got there, I met a bunch of guys that I had never played with, never, never really met. And instantly, like, the drummer and bass player and guitarist and I were like, oh, we're all in that same nerdy wavelength here. Okay. So we started just kind of talking. And then it became like, hey, you know, we to do this thing from time to time would you want to do it with us um so it's been like four i think years four or five years now that we've done it um and we don't get to do it a lot but it's so much fun when we do and actually like the only time that i've played music since the pandemic was like three weeks ago um three of us plus a string quartet were able to like got asked to do this thing on a, a front porch where, like, the string quartet was on the, the, the top level of the porch. The three of us were down on the bottom. So everybody was completely distanced uh, and basically just, like, neighbors came and, like, sat on the sidewalk and in the street with chairs and uh, and we played for, like, an hour 15 or
1: something like that. It yeah. was great. It was so That's much fun. That's great.
5: Yeah. That is amazing. I love That's it. Awesome. Yeah.
1: It was really beautiful. Like, I, I mean, obviously, we haven't seen live music since you know, February probably. Um, and just like to see creativity in front of me. And they were so good. Like with the string quartet, just like brought this the whole like all the songs to a new level. Just like added this mm-hmm. whole um layer to it. It was so beautiful. Like I'm sitting in the in the I was like in my little camp chair with my little white claw <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and um, just like multiple times during the show, like teared up just because it was so nice to like a be around people distant, of course, but like just be like, I see humans <laughs> and like hear music, live music and the song, you know, the songs are great. So,
2: well, it was great because like we didn't we didn't get to rehearse beforehand. So like the string quartet rehearsed together because like they could do it far apart. But the three of us just kind of, it was like, well, this is our set list. Just work it up. Um, So the first time I ever heard like myself sing something with a string backing was like there in real time. And, man, when it got holy to the shit. bridge, I was just like, holy shit, they're doing that.
4: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> yeah. so cool. It was such a right. I do that with my own band when we stop, like, playing with vocals and you're actually recording for the first time, like, all right, we're going to not sing so we can do the, the vocals later. And you're like, oh, my God, what Scott's doing on the guitar right That's now. So That's cool. cool. Oh, I, I should be playing drums. <laughs> Hold <on. laughs> but yeah, it, No, but, like, that emotional piece is, like that's why these two groups have done this thing right yeah. like because there there is something about this music that draws us in that may that makes us like open that piece of our heart a bit and be like okay what is actually here what is it saying to me like and then the idea of talking about it with your friends or with your your husband or wife or whatever like it's unbelievable yeah. to to try and figure out what these guys were saying 40 years ago or 50 yeah. years ago or whatever it is yeah.
2: Like, I, I, you know, as much as I love other bands, there's no band I love that I am willing to spend this much time or money yeah, or think. brain power <laughs> on, you know, like it's the, the, yeah, the
3: payoff doesn't a, exist for anything that's else. That's exactly it. I don't think there's I don't think there's anything else that
4: I would commit to like. This. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. And I think I, it's so nice that I've learned throughout these. Uh, what episode are we on now?
4: This is uh 13?
2: 13. Like
1: through these uh well the first four were not or is that 13 real episodes 13 total okay so whatever the first like 10 or so episodes um <laughs> is that it's it's the Beatles are so easy for people to connect over because they're sort of something for everyone. Like if you like the the peppy early stuff, that's like easy to mm-hmm. listen to, you can connect with people over that. If you like the more creative, you know, mind expanding later years, you know, you can connect with people on that. And like, there's there's just sort of like how to in such a short span of time, how did they create something for everyone? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like how?
3: every And uh, they have every single emotion, right? Like, I don't know that I've felt an emotion that's not expressed in in a Beatles song, you know? Right. And I think part of it that they succeed so well in is that, and listen, I wish all the Beatles were alive. Like, I really wish John was alive now. Like, I would be so curious to see what he was up to, you know? But I think the sort of, uh, the fleeting fact of the Beatles, the fact that we only got a taste of the Beatles is what is so amazing you know yeah. the problem with the rolling stones is that we're going to be able to see them after the pandemic the problem with the who <laughs> is they're still around you know what i mean mm. like that's the you know the the beatles they allow us to sort of keep guessing and and, and i think that's why we're on this journey and you, know? and you know we're, that we're time period also
2: like you never got the down of like the stretch of yep. mediocre shit records like if their worst no, album admit- you know subjectively is let it be then good God,
4: yeah. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. holy shit! <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's got eight yeah. masterpieces on yeah. it. Sorry, <laughs> only eight.
2: <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, mine's not up to snuff. Or, for you, blue is not the best thing George ever did. But good
4: <laughs> God, like so. Oh, now I can't wait to see where you place. I mean, mine. That's a great song. <laughs> I do love. That. I don't know off
2: the top of my head where that is, but I I do love that song. Well, uh, guys, do y'all, y'all want to do a round of rapid fire questions before we wrap it up for the evening? Let's uh, do it. Yeah. All right. All love right. Love um, I guess. Clearly, we're good at rapid fire. <laughs>
1: <Let's go. laughs> I love that you're like, are you all like sufficiently sauced now?
3: I, I'm Some happily might. sauced, yeah.
1: Do we need to like do a shot before we do rapid fire?
3: <laughs> Let's do it.
4: Because
2: I know y'all keep a shot on hand on your episodes, right? For the word of the day, we, do. we have the magical mystery word.
4: I actually said word. today, Scott, you should pick a magical mystery word. We <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't tell oh. them that we just do <laughs> the shot. I kind like, of wish you, you did. Oh. Say,
5: oh. I didn't want to hijack the show. <laughs> yeah. no. Well, whenever your, we come
2: on, you all we, we will we will have our shots. Yeah, handy. you
4: guys are coming on. We're going to do this soon, and and we will get you guys. And we want you to play the track now. Word.
3: I mean, you've got a stack of guitars behind you. So we want you to be involved in recording the uh, the karaoke
2: track. I will. Yeah, I absolutely. will overdub a, a, a track on there. I will, we'll, we'll throw some vocals yeah. on there.
1: I will absolutely not throw vocals totally on there. Yes. Vocal
3: yeah, no, on there. <laughs> uh, you definitely have yes.
4: to.
2: There is absolutely. one musician in this it's house, gotta be, and uh, it is not
1: me. It's got to be <laughs> the continuing
2: story of Bungalow Bill because there's a female vocal. <laughs>
4: That's a great tune.
3: There's only one musician on Drop this podcast, and then we ha- and then we have a drummer, so everything's.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm uh, sorry in advance.
2: <laughs> so let's do, um, just to keep it uh, easy for the listeners, we'll do um, Tommy, Becker, Scotty. Cool? Okay. All right. Sounds good, man. Here we go. From the top, Rapid Fire. Favorite
4: Beatles song? Go. Um,
0: <sighs>
4: <laughs> rapid Fire. <laughs> um,
3: don't Let Me Down.
2: Mm. Love it.
3: Becker. Today, I'm right in the middle of, like, happiness is a warm gun and across the universe. Love them both. That's how I feel. Scotty.
5: I don't do favorites. Ooh, it's true, he doesn't. Wild
2: card. Okay, okay. <laughs> then- but
5: I'll pick Act Naturally today. <laughs> yes! Yes! Yes, I so love you, too. Love it.
2: All right, then I'll, I will see you with this one, then. Least favorite Beatles song? The Long and Winding Road.
3: Ooh!
5: Which makes your bottom list. Uh
3: yep. I I hate
5: Rocky
2: Rick. Okay. Okay. Okay.
5: <laughs> oh man, I don't hate anything. Good um, god, Scotty, come on. <laughs> I guess uh I guess I'll pick um Act Naturally. <laughs> act Naturally as well. Yeah. <laughs> it is both my favorite and my least favorite. It's <laughs> pulling me in every direction.
2: All right. <laughs> um I hope you're not excluded from this question then. Uh, Favorite Beatles album? Your number one Beatles album? Your go-to? I'm going to say today it's Abbey Road. Okay, okay. I'm going to go White Album.
5: Total White Album here.
2: Love it. Love it.
4: Uh, Your favorite memory associated with the Beatles? So when I first moved back home and Scott had already been there a couple of years, we would watch the Boston Celtics games. And during halftime, he would say, you want to go up and play a little music? And we started playing songs from Let It Be. And we did that for about a year, a year and a half, just playing songs from Let It Be and then into Abbey Road. Um, and that evolved into Scott and I starting a band in our 20s with Becker as the singer. Um, It was a a really great time that started with the Beatles.
1: Oh, that's such a great great. memory. I love it. Aw.
4: Go Celtics.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What about go Becker? (laughs) Go Pelicans? You hate sports. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't quite realize it off the bat. I'd been dating my wife for a couple of weeks, probably a couple of months, and uh, probably realized that I was in love and wanted to be together for a long time. And then her name is Michelle, and I realized how serendipitous that is with sort of being uh, passionate about the Beatles, and uh, I like having having that thought. Nice. I
0: That's
3: mean, what was the
1: question? Julia here. Yeah, you fit in completely. That's so crazy
4: because my wife's name is Rita, <laughs> <laughs> and
2: she's lovely. <laughs> my
4: wife's name is Act Naturally. <laughs>
5: Hey, that's my line. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My wife's name is Ringo.
4: <laughs> and she's told you no more fan mail. <laughs> she will not
2: sign any more autographs for you. <laughs> oh God. What was the question again? Uh your favorite memory associated with the Beatles.
5: Well I, I'm I'm tempted to say this one right here.
3: Aww, that's cool. thanks,
5: bud. Wow.
2: Appreciate it. This that's has been really nice.
5: A... I've I've enjoyed this. Likewise, man. And
2: what a what a nice <clears> way, <throat> way to put a bow on it
5: there. Yeah. That's, that's well, I mean, beautiful. I've gotten I've gotten to do this podcast with my friends, and you see how passionate they are with the Beatles, and it's just great to, especially in these times, to see a couple more faces that are in the same vein. You know. Yeah,
2: that's the great. You know, one of the great things that is really one of the things that I think spurred on, my with my willing to jump into this. Cause I, at first was like, Oh, I don't know that I want to do that. Um, uh, a buddy of mine who's a musician was saying, you know, when you're, when you're touring and when you meet other bands, it's always kind of awkward. Like you load into this venue and nobody knows each other. You're kind of awkwardly staring each other off. And at some point, like, especially if you're with an, like around a band for a while, like or around people on the road for a while, like the conversation will turn to like something Beatles related. And it's always a common denominator, Yeah, not just between musicians, but anybody like it's, there's always a common denominator for the Beatles. Um, So I'm really, you know, the thing I'm enjoying more about this podcast, more so than the ranking is like talking to people and hearing their Beatles stories and like finding out like what, connects them to that music what are they, like, the you know these the the memory associated things are probably my favorite part of the uh, part of the show um because i think every story is different and i that's one of the things i love the most about this show so
4: it's awesome great. man I, I really love it I, and i loved being a part Thanks, of it man. and um we can't have you wait we can't wait <laughs> we can't have you on our show i'm now. sorry we just can't have you on our show. <laughs> i'm going to let you know no more guests You're no more for the end i'm sorry to we have no more guests no we can't uh, wait to have you on ours it's like uh, i i think it's right in that same vein of this like uh, uh, emotional piece that we all grew up with that we all carry with us um, and it's just a little bit of a different spin. Yeah. So I know we've joked, uh, hair about, uh, you know, us being the only kids on the block or you guys running the show or whatever, but I'm glad there are two of us out there Likewise. kind of, uh, doing Likewise. this thing. Why don't you go ahead and tell
2: our, uh, tell our listeners about Blotto Beatles podcast.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we also have a podcast called Blotto Beatles. It is available, uh, pretty much everywhere you listen to this podcast and others, um, and we are a group of friends and we get together, we have a couple of drinks and we are attempting to rank every single Beatles song um, as we see fit we are also on the Instagrams, we are on the Twitter at BlottoBeatles reach out and uh, re- follow
4: reach us out and, and touch yeah. <laughs> you can get us on blottobeatles.com as well you can also email us uh, Bottle Beetles at Instagram. Nope. You can also email us <laughs> bottlebeetles at gmail.com. <laughs> we don't have an at Instagram email account. <laughs> I love it. Wait,
1: That's they really. have a whole website. I know we don't have a website
2: yet. Get I've it together, man. Hey, why don't you contribute to this enterprise and build a website for?
5: Us? <laughs> I'm. I'm. Yeah, you learned about technology, didn't you? This is true.
2: Listen, guys, with Squarespace, <laughs> it's so easy to build a website. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I did have a few friends go like, can you tell me about how great Anchor is? <laughs> like yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, from my Casper, Matt, <laughs> I can do anything. Including to tell you about this free subscription to Sherry's Berries yeah. with the promo code yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, guys, this has been a blast, man. Thank you all so much for coming on the show. We really, really enjoyed getting to chat with you all. And look forward to doing it on your turf in the near future. Let's do it. Beautiful. Thank you for having us.
5: Yes, I love this very much, Jonathan. Yeah, really. thank you, you guys, guys so great. much. This was a ball. It's been a
2: ball, you guys. Thanks so much. We will uh, talk to y'all soon. Then peace and love. And
1: peace it was so love. nice to meet you, new pod buds. Oh shit! Can we do our? Yeah.
2: Can we record y'all's on October thirteenth? Just to make it serendipitous yeah, for Ringo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> After October thirteenth. Yeah. Okay. 13th. yeah. Well, what was <laughs> it? The auto-beagles. <of> <laughs> oh,
1: is that the date I'll that he on cut, on cut off? Account. Yeah. What that an obscure is date! Was it the thirteenth or the third? <laughs>
4: I always say the third or the fifth, but I don't know what that hell I'm talking about <laughs>
2: Okay. Most that's of the fun. time. To the Google <laughs> machine. I'm writing it down. Right? <laughs> all <laughs> right, gang. Well, go enjoy your evening. I'll talk to you all soon.
5: Sounds Killer. good. Thanks, man. Bye, y'all. Thanks, Thanks, y'all. See ya. Thank you.
2: How about it, you guys? Boy, that was fun.
1: So fun. We have new Pod Buds. We have new Pod Pals. Pod Pals. That's pod Pals. That's way better than Pod Buds. That's Thanks. the
2: first crossover episode that we have ever done.
1: Yeah.
2: Man, that was fun. Uh, Tommy, Becker, Scotty, good dudes Never knew him from Adam until Like right when we released the show And Tommy reached out and was like Hey pal, get off my lawn (laughs) (laughs) But um, that was a lot of fun, man Well, if you guys have enjoyed it Please go check out their show Blotto Beatles. That's B-L-O-T-T-O Like getting blotto Getting drunk And listening to the Beatles
1: It's super fun
2: It's super duper fun If you've enjoyed this episode Let us know you can uh, shoot us an email at rankingthebeetles at gmail.com on Facebook and Instagram at ranking the Beatles. Be sure to smash that subscribe button. Tell a friend.
1: Yeah. All those good things. Ooh, you should come comment on our Facebook page oh, and yeah. tell us that we're wrong or right. Let us. Yeah. There's, there's always like really interesting conversations happening. I feel like I'm not smart enough about the Beatles to chip in. To those conversations but like there's a lot of cool comments and like interesting stuff to read so
2: check it out so yeah hit us up on the facebooks on the socials let us know what you think we'd love to hear from you guys we will be back next week with a whole new episode so until then stay super cool and we'll see you guys later i'm
1: jonathan and i'm julia adios hi y'all